Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. So, uh, today's Akirtan Festival, and actually it shouldn't only be for one day. Akirtan should be every day. Because this is the highest welfare work for humanity at large. A welfare work should not be done just on specific days. It should be every day. Because we eat every day, isn't it? We eat every day. <laughs> In other words, for those who are exclusively dedicating their lives to or propagating the holy names of the Lord, and according to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, these holy names should be distributed to every town and village. In other words, it should be uh, something that we do on a regular basis, without cessation. No holidays, no breaks, no vacation. This type of job that we join is going to do. And it's all of us. It's not some few people who live in the temple. This is the job that you've, you've signed up for this job. And this is the job description. So, it should be something we do every day. But, you know, we have bodies that are resistance to this change that we have initiated. When you initiate a change, there are always going to be elements of resistance to that change. And you know what? 70% of change initiatives don't go through. 70% of change initiatives fail. So think about it. Hey, my old friend. <laughs> so, the point is that we are here in Krishna consciousness. We are lucky to be that 30% who are still persisting. This is the privilege given to us by Lord Krishna himself. Privilege given to us by Sisi Radha Madan Mohan. It's not our bet right to hang around for this long because a number of people who, come, who initiate this spiritual positive change in their lives don't hang around that much. I remember when we took initiation, we were 65 devotees who took initiation. Out of that number, I just see maybe about 10 people still hanging around there. And therefore, if a process 
is so good, is so result-oriented, yet we are not able to persist on that process for a long time, then we should know that there are some elements that are really militating against our persistence on that, on that part. And one of those major elements is Asat Sangha. Association with people who are not spiritually oriented. How does it work? You know, we hear of this Asat Sangha, Lachitanya wants us so much, but what is, the, what is the explanation to that? Can you resist it? Because it is a metaphysical interconnectedness that goes on when people come together. When you are with some friends who are not devotees, what traditionally happens is that the, the, the subtle exchanges that goes on is more than the physical exchanges. And therefore, in physics, we have what is called osmotic pressure. So if you, bring, if, you, if you have two solutions, and you separate the two solutions with a membrane, and then one of the solutions is highly concentrated, and then the other one is just maybe ordinary water. You give just one hour, one hour, 60 minutes, and you come back, you find that this, the solution that is densely concentrated will draw all of the water from the other side away. That's what association means. There is a drain of energies. There are exchanges. There are subtle exchanges that goes on when we come together. And if the other person does not have high spiritual potentials that will help to enhance your spiritual cultivation, you will be drained. And at some, at some point in time, you feel that, oh, today there is Ketan at the temple? Uh, I have so many things to do. Tomorrow I have to go to work. Be, I, I, if I go to the temple today, then I would not have the time to be able to finish up to prepare for my job tomorrow, which is true. But what is your priority? It's a matter of what our priority really means to us. And so, the cultivation of Krishna consciousness begins with the individual. See, we have to come to this gathering to do kirtan together, which is the prescribed religion, the prescribed process for self-realization in this age. <clears throat> this is our job. So, if this is our job, what does the whole world benefit from this job? We just gather here in a, in, you know, in a hall, here in Potomac. So what about the, the rest of Washington, D.C., the rest of you know, people around here who are not here? Do they benefit from this? Yes. Can someone answer this? 
Yes. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Yes, because the holy name, Prophet says, mundane sounds circles the globe seven times, but the holy name eternally circles the globe. So the atmosphere is becoming purified. But no, if we're followers of the way Chaitanya, he says to take it out of the temples and bring it to the masses, then you know, we're, we're falling short of what Lord Chaitanya wants us to do as followers of, of his doctrine and Shul Prabhupada's doctrine. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> Is there anyone else who can add something to that? Yes. When we come and we chant, we get concentrated. And then when we go out into the world, we... Take the, please take the microphone. When we come and we chant, we get, we get concentrated, we get holy power, we get, we get concentrated. And then when we go out into the world, we release it... it, it we, we release it, and, 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 and we affect the, the environment around us just by having come and, 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 ha- and having the vibration within us. That's a good point. Is there anyone else who can also make some contribution to this? See, everybody has got something to say. So two men have spoken. This is 21st century. There is always, you know, Equality. Hare Krishna. Prabhu. Yes. A few Arriba. years ago, I um, uh, I was I just started coming to the temple and I liked the philosophy and I was doing so much into it and I got into an association with another girl and we were really really good friends and in one of the you know the teachings say like we have to be careful with the association so that we can keep the concentrated power of spirituality with us. So what I noticed was my mom noticed there was some difference in the language. I said, like, what happened to your language? I said, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm all good. And then that girl happened to go to UK. And when the association um, dissociated, I mean, like, when the distance between her and me became far, then I realized that it was a way for Krishna to uh, teach you the importance of, you know, how to concentrate the power of spirituality so you have to be really selective with whom you associate and with whom you are close to 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 progress forward in spirituality thank you very much mm-hmm. now is there anyone else who could make a contribution as to our garden here well we, we gather here to chant krishna's names we like it we benefit from it we realize we have some you know some empowerment we shall get some purification. But what else? What of the people around here? What do they gain? You've spoken before. Can I add one? <laughs> All right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let him get it, microphone. So, congregationally, when you come together, there's actually power in number. So, individually, we chant, like, for example, we chant our japa and our beads. We may fall asleep or we may think about other things. When you come together, Prabhupada even gives the example of sticks. When there's one stick, you can break it very easily. But when there's a bundle of sticks, it's hard to break. So with association with like-minded persons, we actually become stronger in our own convictions and we're less likely to fall away or you know, become distracted. That is very good. So I think a number of people who are chanting Krishna's names who are coming to the temple, they know I'm, I'm, I'm benefiting from this. I can realize it. You know, my old thoughts and my desires, my, my desires, 
my sinful thoughts, they're no longer there. They are diminishing, you know, rapidly. So I'm benefiting. Hey, let me go to the temple. Uh, see, you know, uh, one devotee was telling me, he has five years old daughter. So each, each time the girl, wants, the girl wants to sleep, she's chanting mala. So he, he got like, became inquisitive. So he asked the daughter that, why you have to chant when you want to sleep? He said, she said, to wait off nightmares. <laughs> Five years old. Here. Here in Maryland. <laughs> so that must be a practical realization that she had. So, when we come together like this to chant these beautiful holy names, there are a lot of things that go on. And one of those things is that we don't only benefit by our coming together to chant. We don't only empower each other. We don't only invigorate our determination to become dedicated in spreading the holy names of the Lord. But even the, the, the people within this proximity, they benefit from this chanting. I'll give you one Practical example. In, in 1990, there are some social scientists conducted an experiment in Columbia District, in D.C. They brought in a number of spiritualists to chant the holy names. Before they started the experiment, they checked with the, crime, with the D.C. Crime Diary. And they did that experiment for a number of days, just chanting. And within the, when, at the close of the experiment, they checked with the DC crime diary. And then they found that within that interim, within those days, that period that this experiment was going on, this congregational chanting was going on, the crime wave in the D.C. area plummeted. The crime rate plummeted. And so, this is just to demonstrate how powerful the transcendental holy names of the Lord are and that when we chant, people may not come here to chant with us, but the people around the whole of this place, they benefit. Just like, you know, Prabhupada mentions how the holy name travels so, you know, very, I mean, at a long, uh, a very high frequency and carries a, covers a very high dimension. We hear that this is the highest welfare work. But, you know, for someone to, without any strenuous efforts, help in reducing crime. Isn't that a social welfare work? That is a social welfare work. Who wants crime to be pervasive in their area? I like crimes in my area of vicinity. Raise up your hand. Apparently nobody likes crimes. And therefore, when we do the chanting, 
Even those who don't come around. Because we are, we are embarking on this sacrifice. Keep in mind, Lord Krishna mentions, even in the Gita, that of, of sacrifices, he is Japa. So Japa is another form of chanting where an individual is chanting just for his own or for our own benefit. But this Ketan is our prime duty. That is our job. The Japa is just to enable us to do our job. Because if we don't do the Japa, we will also not be enthused. One day we will become dry. We will not be enthused to come to join the Ketan. I mean, it's like if you don't eat, if you have to fast and go to work every day, one day you will not have that stamina, that courage to go to work because your belly will be biting you. So, yes, the, the, the chanting, congregational chanting, Ketan, uh, is very important, not only to us, but it's important to the community in general. They may not know what we are doing, but you know, experiments have been, you know, these are, I'm talking about quantitative scientific experiments. They have been conducted on this process. And it, it's been demonstrated that this chanting helps even to reduce crimes. To reflect back and think about the type of people that have joined the movement. Even during the time of Prabhupada. Hippies, bombs, potheads, they came to meet him. They became sadhus. The power of the holy name. They became paramahamsas. So, there are so many evidence, there's so much of data that you can find about the power of the holy name. The point is, we should become motivated. We should become encouraged to do the needful. I was in Portland uh, just recently, a few months ago. Then I met, I went to the home where I stayed uh, the other time when I went to Portland. Uh, he, a gentleman is uh, a cancer doctor. And then at that time, the daughter was 16 years old. So when I went to their home, the, mo the mother of the girl told me, this girl is not chanting and it's very dangerous for her and it's dangerous for this family. She said, talk to her. So I spoke to the girl and then the mom was there, the grandmother was there. So but then what she told me, the girl told me, <laughs> she was open to me, she said, she has, I have married, I don't have taste. That's why I don't chant. She was chanting when she was uh, in, a, in her early age, but then when she got to 16 years, I mean, she stopped chanting. 16, 15, she stopped chanting. So she said she has no taste for chanting. So I asked her, do you have taste in going to school? Do you have taste in going to, to study? So the mother busted out laughing. I said, hey, Mataji, why are you laughing? She said, you hit the nail on the head. Because each time these girls come back from school, she comes to harass me. Oh, you are just there sleeping, enjoying. You send me to school to go and so far. <laughs> so now, when I, came, when I went this time, I met, she's, she's graduated from college. 
And so we are talking, so I was reminding her what, what she was, the anxiety she was putting her parents through. And she was just laughing. <laughs> See, chanting now, okay, regularly. So, but then the bottom line is that we have resistance to chanting sometimes. And so there are a number of factors that, that contribute to that. But the point is that we should motivate each other to chant. <clears throat> there is no use of simply pointing accusing fingers to somebody, <clears throat> whether it's your child, your friend, or whatever, your spouse. You stupid, you nonsense, you're not chanting, you're not following proper instructions. It will not help anything. And therefore, we could be friendly. If a friend talks to you, if a, a real lover talks to you, if even they say something that is hurtful, you don't care. But if someone who is not your lover, is not your friend, they, talk, they tell you something, they try to correct you, you fight back. And therefore, we have to see how we're using this psychology to help people. The chanting is very good. It helps people who do not even chant. When we come together to chant, and individually when we chant, we are able to have so much of positive side effects. The chanting is meant to bring us close to Krishna. Ultimately, it is to, be, to enable us to attain Krishna Prema. Krishna Prema Puma to Ma. That is the essence of the chanting. But we have these problems of Ridaya Dubalia, weakness of the heart. We have these forces, external and internal, uh, the gunas impacting on, on us, making us dull. <coughs> and so there are so many intrinsic and extrinsic factors that are militating against our, our chanting. And if we do understand this, then, you know, we just have to think of how best to motivate those around us to chant. And one of those ways to be able to do that is to be friendly to people around. So that you don't act as an authority. People don't like authorities. Even your child does not like you as an authority. They prefer to share their stuff with your sibling, whom they, 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 have, they could have a rapport with. Not an authority. Who likes authority here? I don't think anybody likes authority. But we are subject to be under the auspices of authorities. And therefore, we have to just adjust ourselves. The things we don't like to do, we should still think of the ultimate benefit. So this chanting, although we may not like to do it because we don't have taste for it, like the girl said. But chanting is very sweet. It's very good. If we can sustain it, we will be happy. When we go to the office, people will ask us, what did you eat today? You look, you, you, you're so happy. It's the holy names. And therefore, we need to understand why some people are doing this and some people are reluctant. Bhagavatam in the Uddhava Gita has mentioned that intelligent people are the ones who take to this process of chanting in holy names. And this chanting in itself empowers us with emotional intelligence. That is one great side effect. 
You'll be able to have control over your negative emotions. Nobody wants to be a friend of negative emotions because it causes so much of rift in relationships. So these side effects of promoting high emotional intelligence, that is one basic factor we need to consider so that we don't wait until we get into trouble and then we have to go and see, you know, uh, we attribute it to something else. But then the point is that even the general theory of crime, those who have read, those who study uh, criminology, you heard about general theory of crime. The general theory of crime, which was propounded by Godfrey Sinan Hitchie in 1980, general theory of crime, it stipulates that all crimes and antisocial behavior are due to low self-control. And here we are hearing that. This chanting helps to promote our self-control. Rupert Goswami mentions, even in the Upadisham Rita, the process of devotional service empowers us with a high emotional control. Watch your wager, manasa crowda wager. Jiva wager, udaura paste wager. Who wants it? This, this is, of course, so much trouble to people. This chanting provides us with these positive side effects. Every drug has a side effect, every powerful drug has a side effect. Even codeine, if you take it too much, it has has side effects. So this is an intervention. This is, I call it, sonic therapeutic intervention. Sonic means sound. You know, one of the things I do in the academy is that people, management scientists, they don't, they don't, in most cases, they don't believe in religion. They don't believe in God. But you talk the same things that they don't believe in. In their own language, they say, oh, this is very good. Let's have this published. Just just this year alone, I have three publications in peer-reviewed journals. And in one of them, I gave this, I told the story of Iran Kazipo in an accounting journal. And they published the whole work without removing even a dot. But that's speaking the language. So we have a wealth of information Prabhupada has given to us. This is one of the reasons why I encourage young people to go for higher professional developments. Because there are so many people that if you have their, their qualifications and you speak in their language and you inject Krishna consciousness philosophy into it, they will say, oh, how unique is your knowledge? I remember some years ago when I was still in Africa, I went to a conference. And what the, one of the editors of, the, um, of that organization, they have a, a journal which they publish. After my presentation, they said they want to publish my work in the journal. And he solicited that, could I be regularly publishing in their journal? I said, excuse me, sir. Why? There are so many scholars here, so many professors here. You could solicit papers from them. He said, he looked at me and smiled and said, oh, what these guys say, we know. What you say, we don't know. But what am I saying? I'm saying what Prabhupada has taught us in their own language. So the chanting, I teach the chanting to people 
But I don't call it chanting. I say it in their own language. Say sonic therapeutic intervention. <laughs> and I say, wow, this is so good. <laughs> Who says education is not good? <laughs> so, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu Kirtan Ritya Gita. He is the epitome of singing and dancing. Singing what? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is our main job. This is our main business. So we'd like to thank all of you for coming. We don't want to prolong the talk. We want to encourage all of us to participate in the Kirtan. Because this is the way out from the problems of this material world and this material bodies that we have acquired. Material bodies give us so much trouble. Harassment. I was talking in the class, uh, just back class yesterday or so, that, you know, people, harassment is a big, it's a big, pro, it's a big issue in this country. But our senses are harassing us. Our mind and our senses have been harassing us for, for as long as we were born. We never called the police. We never, made, we never filed a suit against the mind and the senses. So this is our intelligence. But if we have a chance to be able to participate in Krishna's kirtan, in Krishna kirtan, rest assured we will become useful tools in helping others to grow, to be able to transcend the modes of ignorance and passion. So, appreciate this wonderful kirtaniers. So, could we, could we, yeah, uh, again, continue with the kirtan? Are they all gone, or they're still here? Every day, we should be thinking. What I have done to Prabhupada. And the major thing that we could do to Prabhupada, if everything, if, if we can't really do anything else, the major thing that we could do to Prabhupada and be pleased with us is to chant Krishna's names. This is why he came to the West. He came to establish, to spread this intervention, this spiritual intervention. And so if we are also helping, to, helping ourselves with, it means like a, um, you're a doctor, and then sometimes you, you, you can inject yourself. <laughs> Self-administered self therapy. <laughs> the chanting is actually self, Japa is actually self-administered therapy. Self-administered Sonic therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, let's uh, get into the chanting because this is the way for even those who are not able to chant individually, when we participate in the kirtan, that gives us a lot of motivation and impetus.
to be able to chant. Hare Krishna.